Hello, I'm Brenna Bay, a Senior Construction Associate with Edwin Co. Welcome to the fifth podcast in our series about residential construction. In these podcasts, we discuss matters which arise on residential construction projects. Numerous of the topics discussed in these podcasts are also covered in our guide entitled What to Know Before You Start Digging a Hole, which can be found on our website. I would highlight that the information within these podcasts is general guidance only and may not necessarily apply to your particular situation, since every construction project is different. Therefore, I strongly recommend that you seek professional advice before you undertake any sort of construction project or sign any appointments or contracts. In previous podcasts, we have discussed issues such as why you should have written contracts and appointments, why standard form appointments and contracts need to be amended, along with the purpose of collateral warranties. In this podcast, we'll look at the various types of insurance that you will need to consider when undertaking your residential construction project. By its nature, construction is, of course, a risky endeavour. As such, there are several types of insurance to be considered when undertaking a project. These include, but are not limited to, existing structure insurance, contract works insurance, professional indemnity insurance, or PI, public liability insurance, product liability insurance, employer's liability insurance, non-negligent insurance, and latent defects insurance, also commonly known as a new build warranty. In this podcast, I will talk about existing structures insurance, contract works insurance, and professional indemnity insurance. We will look at the various other types of insurance in future podcasts. So as a homeowner, you'll be familiar with property or buildings insurance, which provides protection against damage to your home in the case of, say, a fire or a storm. If you're doing works to your property, let's pretend a roof extension, you need to insure against damage to the existing structure, which might be caused by your building works. Often your property insurance policy will have restrictions to the cover provided if you do undertake construction works. Therefore, before doing any project to your home, it is imperative that you first contact your insurer or your broker to understand what cover your policy provides in the event your existing structures are damaged during your building works. Where you're building a whole new home, you will not yet have buildings insurance for that property. In such a case, it's easy to see that you need insurance to cover damage to the building works. Similarly, when doing works to an existing property, you also need to protect against damage to the works themselves during the course of construction. For example, if you are doing a roof extension and there is a fire, while your existing structure insurance will cover damage to the existing building, it will typically not cover damage to the extension itself that is still being built. Such damage will be covered by contract works insurance. When you do works to your existing home, you will insure the works yourself through either an extension to your existing property insurance policy or by taking out a contract works insurance policy. When you build a brand new home, normally the contractor will insure the works either via a project-specific policy or through its contractor's all-risks insurance. It is important to understand that all-risks insurance provides cover against physical loss or damage to the works executed and any site materials which is caused by all risks except for those risks which are specifically excluded. This means that you need to see a full copy of the insurance policy to understand what, if any, exclusions apply. 
Also, where the contractor takes out the insurance, you need to ensure that you are included on the policy as a composite insured. This means that you have a separate insurable interest. If you are told that you will be noted on the policy, that's not good enough, as being noted does not provide you the protection required. Being joint insured is also not ideal, as it will impose obligations on you and may impact your ability to claim in the case the contractor defaults on any of its obligations under the insurance policy. Often contractors or their brokers will say that having you as a composite insured is not possible. However, this is the requirement under any standard form JCT building contract. Therefore, it can be done. Furthermore, if you have a funder or a mortgagee, it will likely also require that it is composite insured on the contract works insurance. Contract works insurance will need to be maintained for the duration of the building works, so at least until practical completion, although you also need to consider insuring for any works undertaken to remedy defects. Where your contractor is insuring the contract works, you will need to see an up-to-date evidence of insurance upon each renewal of the contractor's policy, which is normally once a year. Turning to Professional Indemnity Insurance, or PI, this covers claims made against a professional arising from the conduct of the professional's activities or duties. Thus, your design team, including your architect, structural engineer, and mechanical and electrical engineer, all need to carry PI. You also need PI from your contractor if it will be undertaking any design of the works. Even if the contractor says it will be subcontracting out the design to a specialist, since you are hiring the contractor, you need it to carry PI. The general rule is that any consultant, contractor, or subcontractor who undertakes design work needs to provide PI. Most professionals and contractors do not have very many assets. That is why it is important for you to ensure that the consultant or contractor has sufficient insurance to cover the maximum claim that you might make against it. Let's say you're building a new house with a basement. Worst case scenario, there's a defect in the structural engineer's design of the basement such that the whole house collapses. Clearly, you need to ensure that the insurance will be sufficient to cover the cost to rebuild the entire house. If you have a funder, it will normally stipulate the minimum amount of PI required from the consultants and contractors. The other error with PI which needs to be carefully considered is the basis. PI is typically renewed yearly and can either be on an each and every claim, an any one claim, or in the annual aggregate basis. The first two options, each and every claim and any one claim, are the type you want. To understand the difference, let's say your architect has PI with a limit of indemnity of one million pounds any one claim, and it has three claims made against it in a particular year. Your architect has PI cover of one million pounds for each of those three claims. However, if the architect's PI is in the annual aggregate, the architect has cover of one million pounds for all claims in that year. Once the insurance is used for that year, say for the first of the three claims, the architect has no further insurance. Therefore, you can see that it is important for you to ensure 
not only the amount of the insurance, but also the basis of the insurance which your consultants and contractors carry. How long the consultants and contractors must maintain their PI is dependent upon your appointment and or contract. You may recall in our earlier podcast, we spoke about documents being signed underhand as a simple contract or as a deed. We discussed that for a simple contract, the limitation period is six years, and for a deed, 12 years. Therefore, the consultants and contractors need to maintain their PI for the time frame of their individual liability, being six years if they've signed the contract underhand, or 12 years when signed as a deed. So in this podcast, we've seen that there is a plethora of insurance that needs to be considered when undertaking a residential construction project. We spoke in detail about existing structures insurance, contract works insurance, and professional indemnity insurance. While it can be easy to overlook insurance and consider it an unnecessary cost, by their nature, construction projects are risky. Therefore, it is highly advisable to speak with a specialist construction insurance broker prior to commencing your residential construction project. I hope you've enjoyed this podcast and will join us again next time.